and welcome to episode 187 of Gaming Fix Podcast. I am your host for the day, Allison. Joining me is Pat. Hello. And Sam. The driest gamer. <laughs> the driest gamer. That's, uh, that's like your, uh, I don't know, like you're the rival of Andre and something. It's like, I am the dry gamer. I'm finally uh, wet yeah. in Seattle. We finally got rain yesterday. Oh, I know. There's been a drought drought here in Minnesota, and there was a big storm, and it, it's good because it's been it's been real bad around here for very, a drought. So it's very funny. One of my friends um, <clears throat> from out of the state and very lives very different place visiting is visiting uh, Seattle, and they were uh, like, we had had like sunny weather, not necessarily blistering hot, not like earlier in the summer. But this sunny weather has been happening for like two and a half months. We've had like three days of clouds over the last few weeks, but and one little bit of like spitting rain. That was it. And yesterday, it was just like stereotypical Seattle, cloudy as hell. Just rained all all morning long, and then it transitioned from that to like cloudy and cool out, and then to warm and cloudy with some sun, and then to just like full-on sunny day over the course of one full day and i was like you got to see the entire this is all that happens here you've gotten to see it all <laughs> one day nice you know something to be said for you know getting the full seattle experience <laughs> in one day so it snows yeah. here for like three weeks light only three weeks it did, depends on for me every winter spent a little bit we had one winter that was like okay. a month and a half one winter that okay I'm, I'm okay do i need to move there because I'm, I'm i'm done with snow and i live in we don't the midwest get, so we don't get that much we, snow we get so we're like all, oops all snow for in my months. opinion we get enough snow to be like oh i love snow and then for it to then go away oh see yeah see there is that moment where you go from like like if, if you have if you have it like here in the midwest where you have it for months yeah by Mid-February, you're just like, snow fucking sucks. I, I hate it. I like the weather. I, I love the weather here. I also like the weather in the Midwest enough that I could just live in, a, like, you know, probably in, like, a snow wasteland. You could just put me in, like, Antarctica <clears throat> and just say, you're, you live here now. There's snow all the time, and I would, I would be okay. To be Even fair, I have occasionally looked up jobs in Antarctica because sure. I'm like, that would be interesting. Uh, like working at McMurdo or something, but mm-hmm. you know, I I I, def- I have like a weird fascination with those like really super remote areas of places. Even though I am very much a city person, so I don't know why I'm so like interested in like it's extremely hard to get to this place and live there, but people do. I, I like that. Sam, you live in the remote land of of uh, England. How's the weather there? Um, gray, but dry. Mm. So that's English summer. Yeah, but I hear that's kind of what it's like. Yeah, when I when I was in the UK, it was just like it was beautiful and sunny, but it was also very much a drought. So it was one of those like they're like you don't understand. This is bad because <laughs> <laughs> that was the spring of 2012, and it like did not rain very much at all. When I was there, and and it was very much like a no, this is not how it's supposed to my, be. My perception is British people don't like the heat much. No, we don't. Okay, we don't like much weather, really. 
or much else, we, I guess. We understand, uh, we understand rain. We get a lot of that. <laughs> Apparently it rains um, one third of the year in England. That's not so bad. That's kind of like Yeah, that's, yeah, that's like, that's, that's fine. You, know, you just have to always remember your umbrella, but, you know, you do. It was also, it was also, I, I got here, got to the UK in January and it was very mild and it was apparently a very not mild winter in Minnesota. So I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm not here for that because I do not care for the winter. Anyways, uh, video games, God, uh, I after, have, a, I didn't play any video games with weather in them. So I guess, it's- uh, did, it- doesn't every video game have leather in it? I said weather. Unless it's vegan. The weather. Oh, there's right. definitely that leather in the video sense. game that I played. What what leather is in the Crikey. game you played, Pat? <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's like leather jackets, motorcycle uh, leathers. Sure. Well, you don't ride motorcycles. Hopefully, they'll add motorcycles to this game. But I I played the beta for Riders Republic significantly mm-hmm. more than makes sense to play a beta for a game that's out in like two months and where your progress does not carry over. <laughs> Because I'm just going to do all of it again when that game comes out. But I really like Riders Republic. Did either cool. of you play any of Riders Republic while I was in beta? No, I. To be honest, it's one of those games that I. I mean, I've. I'm almost certainly have heard about before, but I did not, you know, think. Oh yeah, it's that game. Like uh, I looked it up on Wikipedia. Any, any, that one with a lot. I don't of- think we have any other big steep fans on the podcast, but me. I yeah, I I got steep for steep for cheap. Uh on ps4 back in the day and i didn't love it but i loved the idea of it if that makes sense yeah you might i don't know you might like writers republic more so writers republic is like they did the thing that they almost did the thing they missed a couple of key points but i'll forgive them i've been saying for years that they should just do deep summer and set it in california instead and have it have like summer sports instead what they did was they made a totally new franchise called writers republic which is um, it's uh, a mix of winter and summer sports, and it's actually like um, a smash up of a bunch of national parks that they kind of cram together. Oh, cool! Which is a very neat, weird angle of it. Is it's got this kind of like, hey, national parks rule like thing going on, I, which is and true. it's like they and do, but that's like. <laughs> It's 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 interesting. Not, you you go find it's not like, what I expected from a Ubisoft game. Yeah, but you know, you go around the open world, and um, there are like landmarks to find, and they're all places from real national parks. And it gives you a little blurb about like, hey, this is what this national or this is what this like natural monument is, and um, here's some tips if you go to visit and stuff. Uh, and it's kind of cool. Um, but uh, it's it is a snowboarding and skiing and air sports and biking game um that's kind of the what's in it right now for events um and it uses a lot of the design philosophies of steep with a few um sort of new elements and tweaks the biggest new element is of course that it has the mountain biking in it and uh road biking which is um very different from anything in steep and plays Mm -hmm. a little bit like descenders which is a game mm, that I really, I really liked. liked Descenders, mm-hmm. yeah. So this game feels a little bit, the biking in it feels a little bit like Descenders, but a little less um, 
difficult, I guess. Um, oh my god, yeah, it was. I, Descenders was fun, but I was not good the at speed, Descenders. The speed in Descenders is way, it's so high that as you start going really fast, it's very hard to stay in control. Whereas Riders Republic is definitely designed to be like more friendly to the player as like, okay, okay. you're maybe not super good. You're not going to be like, you, you just want to get through this event and stuff. And it still has like this the power slide thing that you can do, and you can play it all in first person, also just like Descenders. And the first person Viking is awesome; it's very fun. Um, and then it has a trick system as well, so there's like trick competitions, and it's a full like, I guess I'd say Tony Hawk esque kind of trick system. You're using the sticks mainly. You can use the face buttons too, but I use the sticks um, in the combination with the triggers to do different tricks and to do spins and stuff like that. Uh, and that stuff is a lot of fun. Uh, and then it has the snowboarding and skiing. It combines those into like the snow sports. Um, it has like some differentiation between the th- like the biking has like mountain biking, or I think they call it downhill, which is like generally either trick competitions or you're going, you're trying to navigate down a course and win a race. And then they have like I think they call it road biking, which is closer to like racing cycles. Um, there's still a lot of off-road stuff when you do those, but it's less of a downhill thing and more like flat land. And you usually drive on road, right on roads and stuff too there. Um, and then for the snowboarding and skiing, they have like the freestyle boards and skis, which are for parks. They have like snow parks and then also the off track or off park skis and snowboards that are for like the, the backwood stuff. So there's not a huge differentiation there. They do have, loot in this game because it is a ubisoft game uh of course (laughs) i think you can take or leave like it's not it doesn't really mean that much um it's just a number that gets bigger you have like better boards that have that like i guess go faster uh or or whatever but um you can kind of just play the it's sort of like forza gears like car score um in that it kind of balances stuff to you i think so it's fun, though, to collect the higher-tier uh, boards and bikes and stuff. And then it also has air sports, so it has the rocket suit, which is kind of like a almost Iron Man-esque. You're flying around uh, through checkpoints using the right trigger to, to fly uh, and accelerate, and you have some boost. And then you also have the wingsuit, the classic steep wingsuit, which is just a, no motor on it, just going downhill. So anyway, the event stuff is fun. It's very reminiscent of steep. If you liked it, you'll like this. If you really didn't like steep probably won't like this if you almost like steep this does have some controls tweaks and like feel tweaks to it so you might like it a little bit more but conceptually i think that's yeah because i i I don't remember exactly what i didn't gel with with steep but it was one of those games where i loved i really liked the concept of it being like hey you're on this mountain it's just very much like you know you can do all these different things and this one kind of go around to different areas. It, I liked it in theory, but I didn't really like it in practice. So the big, I'm, I'm actually interested in this. Yeah, the biggest things about this game that are really hard to get over are, one, it has um, easily the most atrocious, not offensively so, or like there's nothing problematic that I've seen about it, but has the most atrocious writing I've seen in a game in a long time. I mean, we did talk about 12 minutes last week, but like... This game, it's all very much like Zoomer speak mixed with like surfer and skater 
bros. Uh, so it is really fucking bad. There's so many cutscenes, and it's all just like I can't. I'm not even going to pretend to try to re- to emulate the stuff they're saying. Is it very all- hello, fellow kids? Yes, but I think it might also be pretty accurate to how kids talk. Okay. Just with a tone that isn't going to connect with them at all. Um, it seems like they did their research and they're using like the right terms, but like it, it's it's also like like a thirty five year old dude saying them and like calling you you like bro and and how much how he's stoked for you and everything, but also saying a bunch of zoomer words that I can't even remember off the top of my head because I've 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 wiped it from my my memory. Um, it's bad. The, t- the writing tone is so bad. It's fine once you're not in cutscene. What were you going to say, Sam? Does anyone say poggers or sheesh? No, but it's that degree. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a sheesh or a poggers in there somewhere. Um, and I want someone to be doing a TikTok dance while saying the word poggers. There's definitely TikTok dances in it. Um, and uh, the there's like this like group of people who do these like crazy they'll do like rocket bikes or or other dumb stuff that's fun to play but they're like the worst it's like a whole team of these people who basically feel like they're like they the got, jackass crew yeah they got really into jackass but they're not as funny as the people in jackass <laughs> and they also oh. now are trying to appeal to zoomers instead of what jackass did which was just make another jackass uh <laughs> And so it's like really bad, um, but it's fine because none of that affects the gameplay at all. And the the visuals are are um, nothing like mind blowing or incredible, but they're they're not really impacted by the weird tone. It's not like X Defiant, which is like doesn't have any has a total identity crisis. The visuals are also all over the place and weird. Uh, this game has pretty solid cosmetics and stuff. Like there, you can get like giraffe costumes, and then you're actually like really tall because head sticks up really high and stuff like that which I'm, I'm into that um, that's very good but yeah the things that they learned from Steep that I think really um, elevated and why I'm really excited about it now is kind of cautiously optimistic about it is they give you one more reasons and tools to traverse the open world parts Steep it never felt to me, like I never really explored the world that much I just bounced from event to event because it was a pain in the ass to like get places in the open world because you had to either like walk there or use a helicopter ticket which cost currency and it was annoying and then you're going downhill because it's not really a good way to go uphill they added the rocket wingsuit steep but it was a little too little too late um yeah i think i i think that was part of my area of kind of frustration is that like i was like well i'm not satisfied with how that run went let me go do that again but it was like oh writers republic has um, well, it has a rewind feature, which is nice when you're in events. It doesn't, it doesn't pause it for everybody else like it does in Forza. So if you rewind, you're like losing time on people. But it's still kind of nice if you're learning a route or something to be able to just rewind instead of restart the whole thing. Um, and then it also, they give you a snowmobile like right away almost, which is basically mm. a go anywhere on the ground thing. It's not a very like... It's not like it's super fun to ride snowmobile, but it'll l- allow you to like but it'll get go you there. up hills <laughs> instead of just down them. And then you also get a, a paramotor pretty quick too, which is like a um, a parasail kind of parachute 
that has a motor on the back, so you can use that to go places really easily too. And then you have your rocket wingsuit pretty much from the jump as well. So between those three things, you can get places really easily. And they give you more to do too. So there's like the landmarks I mentioned to find. There's like loot stashed around the world in different places. And um, there's these really fun, probably my favorite thing in the game, well, second favorite thing in the game so far, these stunt challenges where it'll be like very, very technical, like not trials like the game trials, but like trials like real life, the thing the game's based on, which are these really technical Mm -hmm. uh, bike courses where you're like trying to, but with bicycles, where you're having to like hop from like platform to platform and stuff like that. And they have a bunch of these stunt things with different classes too. You could, there's, there's some of them that are aerial. There's some that are snowboard. Uh, those are really fun to find and do. Um, and uh, then the, the last thing that it did that it does over steep is steep had kind of boring multiplayer. In my opinion, um, it didn't really matter if you're playing multiplayer or single player. It just like was basically just people competing for the best time. There's a really cool mode in Riders Republic uh, called a mass race. And they happen like every so often. It's like every hour or something like that or half hour. And they are, they keep saying 50 players. Although, but when I was playing it, it was 64 players for sure. And it's 64 players that all get lined up at the start. And it's very funny looking because it's all 64 of these players standing on a starting line. And then you start off and you'll be on like skis and then you'll hit a switch gate and it'll turn into uh, the wingsuit. And then it'll switch okay. to like bikes. And it's got this like crazy kind of almost Mario Kart sort of vibe of like we're switching between different sports and going very fast. And everybody is bumping into each other and stuff. You can't really like crash each other. So it's not like you control people too hard. And you do three different courses that each take around five minutes in these mass races. And you get points how you finish each time. So, um, you can it's just it's very fun because it'll it, it feels like a real challenge because you're playing against other people but it also doesn't feel like you just want to quit out right away if you have one bad heat because you can come back and still place pretty well with doing the other two races so I, I like that a lot that's probably my favorite part of the game so far and is definitely a hook to keep me playing I hope they have like a lot of those courses in the game when it comes out right now in the beta there seems like there's only one um, mm. one set of three courses so hoping there's more uh, the beta is fairly limited, though, because like you top out on your your level pretty quick, um, and it's clear that I haven't done everything in it, but probably played like five or six hours of it. Um, so hoping that there's a lot of content in the final game. Definitely excited about it. They did a really good job supporting Steep, so I I don't doubt that this game is going to get a lot of post launch content. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Very cool. Yeah. So that is Riders Republic. Uh, Sam, what have you been playing this week? Um, so I had a look earlier on at uh, earlier on this week at uh, Psychonauts Two. Um, has anyone else given this a shot yet? Not yet. I liked the first Psychonauts, but I haven't checked out anything yeah. of two. I have it installed, and I will play it at some point. I I haven't really. I basically have been playing. I raced Monday and Tuesday night, played a bunch of the Riders Republic beta, and uh, played Lobotomy Corporation for a while, because uh, that game remains sick. And then I reinstalled Destiny last night, because I hate myself, but I like my <laughs> uh, 
No, I have not played Sims. Um, so I'll, I won't go into it too much because I've played like uh, maybe at most two hours, um, probably one to two. So basically, um, I don't enjoy it very much, and I think oh. I might not play it again. Um, shame. I'm just not like I, I said in our chat that I just don't like Tim Burton-y design. And like, it's just that I, seems like where a lot of this is from. I made this as a joke, but what Sam is saying is the visuals remind him of the filmmaker Tim Burton. Not that he's not aware that this is a Tim Schafer game. You see, I had a brief like my my brain was like, it's Sam, it's Tim Schafer. I knew that's what you meant. I knew that's what you <laughs> I knew that when you, you said that. But then I took me five seconds, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. No, I get I get what you're saying, yeah. Did you did yeah. you play any of the fir- of the of the first Psychonauts at all, Sam? No, I never played it. Um, oh, interesting. In so I, I think the combination of not liking the visuals very much and the uh, lack of nostalgia means that um, this game isn't just isn't hitting for me at all. Um, oh, for sure. And like, I don't know. I find Tim Schafer as a person funny. Like, I watch his the the YouTube videos that Double Fine makes, and I'm like. This is a funny guy. I enjoy his content. And then I uh, play his games and I'm like, I'm not laughing at this. This isn't like, I don't personally find this funny. Um, but I also, you know, we've talked a billion times about how difficult humor is in video games and how yeah. like basically no one has, no one does humor right in video games. I, um, I, I haven't played through Psychonauts one all the way. I played a few hours of it and I, I like, parts of it but i didn't love the game overall i think it's just because it hasn't aged super well yeah see that's the Um, thing i I never finished it i played it um you know several years after it came out like early 2010s i think um so it it, it's it's and even then there were certain aspects of especially like the platforming that had not aged well but um i think the humor in that game and i would assume too is similar it's less like haha I'm laughing out loud humor and it's much more like this is charming these characters are pleasant and they're they're being very Saturday morning cartoony to each other and I find that um endearing versus something like Brutal Legend which I laughed out loud at a fair bit because it's like much more written much more as like a like a tenacious D side story or something um and uh, so I do think that there's like different modes of Tim Schafer and that this is maybe. Yeah. And then you have like, something like costume quest, which is like mostly just like, oh, it's cute. It's like, yeah, this, you know, I think Psychonauts from my read on the original, what I played the original is it's kind of in between that costume quest and the sort of brutal legend. Yeah. Modes of Tim Schafer. Yeah. I think you saying like Saturday morning cartoon is very accurate because that's the kind of vibe I got was like early 90s nickelodeon where you're kind where it's, it kind of like goes different goes further than like a kid's content you would imagine but at the same time you know it's it's still like a kid's show but yeah i don't i don't know that's but that's interesting to hear that it that it's not you know working do for you sam do you think that the, i think it's <coughs> oh no go ahead sorry I just think it's the, it just feels too old as well. It doesn't feel like a modern game. I think if I mm. hadn't played Ratchet and Clank 
earlier this year, I might have been more interested. Um, I don't know. There's a few issues. It like for me, one of the things is it drops you right in the middle of the story. So it follows directly on from the Rhombus of Ruin VR game that they put out that like I certainly haven't played and I don't think many people have. Um, and it kind of like there is a catch up at the beginning that's like this is what happens. But mm. like I don't know, I feel like it needed it needed its own way in. Like when you start playing Ratchet and Clank, it leads you it drops you straight into this huge big action level that's got like lots of cool enemies and makes and shows you some like really unique environments and um psychonauts drops you into um something that i didn't think looked very good design wise um again might be because i don't like the style but like dropped you into something that i didn't think looked that good and um i don't know kind of kind of hit the ground running in like the opposite way to Ratchet and Clank, which kind of assumes you knew nothing and slowly introduced stuff to you. Whereas I think that they've used the, um, there's a recap video at the beginning of the game to not tell you stuff and not introduce stuff to you. Um, like they don't introduce the majority of the main characters in the game. Uh, in this intro movie they're like oh this is Raz this is this other character but then like there's three other people that they like barely introduce they're like oh this is this person and they can levitate okay moving on um yeah it just feels like an older design I will Um, say that the in my experience with the first game they don't linger too much on character intros there either it's also very much like oh this is a girl who can levitate and you'll see her at times (laughs) much less like there's like four characters that get a lot of speaking lines and uh, among the kids and the rest of them are kind of like side characters who show up here and there but do you and you do you think that extends to the gameplay too because i really like my interest in playing is i really like um 3d platformers a lot but it's this genre that's kind of not gotten a lot of attempt like even ratchet and clank great game i didn't finish it and part of the reason i didn't finish it is because it's much and this is true of the old ones too so i wasn't expecting anything otherwise but much more of a shooter than a 3D platformer. Yeah, yeah. more um, actiony than the platforming. And I like platforming ass 3D platformers. I actually prefer them to 2D platformers, which is not a popular Same. opinion. Yeah. But uh, do, really wild. But you know, you do you. Yeah, you do you think? Uh, give me the, Mario Odyssey over every other Mario game, hands down. Uh, do you think Psychonauts Two feels a little more? Like compared to other modern 3D, I mean, what is there? There's like ukulele, <laughs> I guess that's like yeah, yeah. I played Super Lucky's Tale, which it kind of has a similar feel to, um, but like it just doesn't. I don't know. It didn't give me that sort of feeling that I was looking for, which okay. may have just been like I want to have a game that's got a funny story and that is that plays like Mario Odyssey, like you know, is well, is a simple it's kind good of a tall order. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, Absolutely. like, comparing a game to Mario Odyssey is like, okay, but, you're setting the bar pretty saying. dang high. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I'm going to still give it a try and, and we can compare some notes once I get around to it. Probably not for another couple of weeks, but. Yeah, I like. It's, it's one of the things where I'm like, I'm sure I will be the only person, but like, okay. uh, it's not hitting for me at all. I spend plenty I, of I time mean, on islands here, Sam. I get it. 
there's plenty of games where it's like, you know, it, it might not hit for you for just whatever reason, and that's totally fine. And I think the other big issue is that, like, it's not hitting for me, and it's not hitting for me at a time when there are so many games. Right, yeah. No, I, I totally get that, too, because there are definitely games where I'm like, well, I could play that, but it's not really gelling with me, and there's, like, a million good games out right now. Totally get that. So you've uh, also Andre been... is in the chat, mm-hmm. by the way, saying that um, Tim Burton Batman movies are better than Nolan movies. No. <laughs> people, That's not true. People have some wild ideas. Tim Burton Batman movies are like really good. Like how Sam Raimi but Spider-Man movies are great. Yep. Oh yeah, the Sam Raimi... Like, there's been a lot of discussion about Spider-Man this week because of the I'm, new trailer. I'm begging, uh, I'm begging you before you drop your definitive takes on Twitter about Peter Parker as a character to read more than one comic book and watch more than just Spider-Man 1 and 2 by Sam Raimi. <laughs> Please, I, I regret to inform you that if you've seen the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, you do not have a broad overview of who Peter Parker is, even though he grows up a little bit in those movies. Like, it's, there's, there's a, a lot there's of many like, faces of Peter Parker. For like multiple years in the last decade, Peter Parker has been Dr. Octopus and a billionaire. Yes. So, in one of the most iconic storylines in the Marvel Universe, Peter Parker is like teaming up with, reveals who he is, and teams up with Tony Stark to try to help take down. Captain America Captain and the America. group of heroes who don't want to be registered by the state. Like Peter Parker is not just the wholesome poor kid that you like and identify with, even though we all like and identify with him. He has many modes. Sorry, that's my soapbox. I've seen so many Twitter takes on that trailer that's like Peter Parker. Oh, see, I thought you were like that. It's like, oh, yes, see, I thought you were so, subtweeting me because I thought you because there was I I liked to tweet or I maybe retweeted it where it was basically like. Yeah, like a big part of the appeal of Peter Parker in the Raimi movies is that, like, that he's poor in his life. Oh, sucks. that's so true. I'm like, well, I was like, you're not wrong. I was I like, subtweeting, you know. I was like, um, wow, Pat, thank you for no, 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 thank no. you for subtweeting no, me no, no, on this no, no. podcast. I didn't even notice that you, that you tweeted that. That's not incorrect at all. It's just no. Tom Holland's Peter Parker is still poor and his life still sucks. That every six months he gets dragged by Tony Stark into some bullshit and almost dies. And, or does and, die. And in return for it, he has a like $20 billion, $20 trillion spider suit. But like. That he doesn't hey, wear most of the time. Yeah, but hey. He's specifically. The, the whole of Far From Home, the end is about like saying no to that suit, basically. Well, but I think there's some uh, deep fake stuff in that trailer. I think that we've got. Maybe oh, people some are. Actors CG'd over and stuff. People. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people. Uh, speculate. There have been so many fucking theories about that yeah. trailer. And I don't mean to. Dra- I certainly did not intend to drag you, Allison. I don't mean to drag anyone oh, no. specifically. <laughs> no, mostly- I, it was just funny because I was just like, "Well, okay then." No, I'm sorry. Pat, I didn't see that you uh... tweeted that. It's mostly just I have seen some takes, not from you, not retweeted by any of you or anyone on this podcast, that are just like, "This isn't true." To That's Peter the Parker's only good character. Peter Parker. Okay, and like the stuff in the new trailer, um, there. Are, that is that like this isn't who Peter Parker is, and it's like yeah, dog, it is. I promise you, they're going for a, a version of Peter Parker that has existed since like the '80s in different in different cycles. 
And so for like six or seven years, Peter and MJ lived in Stark Tower yeah. with Jarvis. They had a butler. Like yeah. <laughs> MJ's always been a very successful model. She owns a nightclub. Like you're, what you're total, it's doing it's with totally the pandemic. Right to say that the Raimi movie the thing you you retweeted, Allison, is totally correct in that like one of the things the Raimi movies does get is like his like his difficult financial situation and the shittiness of all the stuff he goes through repeatedly. That's not incorrect, but it's also not like the only truth to that. It's character. not the only aspect of Spider-Man. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's something that I mean, there's definitely an element of nostalgia to that. And I think there's been a little bit of a uh reevaluation of those um Raimi Spider-Man movies recently, which is which has been good because I those uh at least one and two uh are extremely good movies. But um, I think all three of them are bad. That's another. That's, that's my Spider-Man discussion. hot take. What oh I my god, say, Sam! What the fuck? Bad is strong. At the time, I've, I'm in between. Um, I have yeah. seen the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. I would say upwards of two to three hundred times, and I will tell you right now that I don't think that movie is any good. We can't do this. Do you two need more time? Do you want to talk about manga? Or do you want to argue about Spider-Man? Well, uh, well. Uh, <laughs> the the um. The the thing uh, it, the thing this reminds me of is when there was a brief period. I don't know if you saw this at all, Allison, but there was a brief period when um, I I want to say it was the Last Jedi. I can't remember. It was a Star Wars movie where people were doing very big brain takes about Star Wars based on the fact that they really love the prequels, which there's nothing wrong. Oh, that is a constant thing. Yes. Yeah, and and it's like. Don't get me wrong. You should like what you like. I like the Phantom Menace, the most of the three prequels, and it is arguably oh, me too. A, it's a toss up between that and Attack of the Clones, which one's the worst movie. But like, I'm not like I don't think that 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 I have some kind of I don't have a deep critical appraisal or reading of the Phantom Menace to make it not a bad movie. It's just that I happen to like it. Right. Um, well, I think that you can separate enjoying aspects yeah, of something or liking but, a movie versus thinking it's a good, genuinely good, well-made movie. But, because, like, uh, we, we've talked about this a lot where um, I feel like Attack of the Clones is maybe the worst Star Wars movie, but there, I feel like in a separate universe it would be my favorite just because there are so many, like, little elements in it sure. where I'm like, if you just, like, hey, the Obi-Wan arc made is good it more... That Obi, oh yeah. See, that's the thing. If you made the Obi Wan arc that movie and made it like a noir detective movie starting starring Obi Wan, where he goes and well, hangs out with Dexter Jetster. Have I got news for you? There is a television show coming soon. Um, it's but, already finished filming, hasn't it? I, I feel so. like I saw that the other day. Um, oh please! If they brought back Dexter Jetster, I would fucking. I wouldn't oh, be total, totally surprised oh, if they didn't. There's a lot of fan service in the Mandalorian. Oh, like a lot of there, 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 really sure, is, there, there, yeah. there is, uh, yeah. But I, th- I think, I think it is possible to say, like, hey, I, I enjoy this element versus, you know, my point is just versus, yeah. My point is just like people. I've seen a lot of people over, talk about Star Wars from a perspective of like, this isn't true to Star Wars when they're not considering the, like, <coughs> foundations of the franchise at all. They're just thinking about the prequel movies, and it's like, okay, you need to take a step back. And look at what you're talking about. As there's a been a lot of really dumb shit in Star Wars. Yes. Like, true and to Star Wars is like, it could mean fucking anything exactly. at this point. And that's kind of what the case is with a lot of Marvel stuff, too. Is I think sometimes fans latch on to, it's usually younger fans, not that I'm picking on younger people, but 
younger fans tend to latch on to their favorite thing of a piece of like a franchise and then like to them that's the law and they're not really considering that there's a wide swath of media surrounding most of these characters and there's a lot of things right. to pull from and actually doing the same thing over and over again is not what is not going to work out as well as you think it will uh and um i don't know it's been interesting to follow people talking about that trailer and also the most the most tired thing this happens with star wars and it happens with with marvel and it happens with dc if you already do not like these major media franchises i do not need you to tweet that you watched the trailer and didn't like it I don't. I don't. Oh care. yeah, you no. You've already stated that you hate it. I get it. It's corporate. It's corporatized product media. Just let me watch the fucking Spider-Man movie without you making me feel like an idiot. <laughs> I don't. Let give me a just watch. Like it. Let me just see uh, Alfred Molina's Doctor Octopus come back and me going yes. Like I know this it's corporate. At a few I know people. that this is subtweet at Martin Scorsese. No, now, Martin Scorsese. Just let me enjoy this movie. <laughs> Funniest things in the world recently was um, Sam showing his block like Twitter like list of like block terms and it's like you know spoilers for this spoilers for that and it's Martin Scorsese. So Martin Scorsese <laughs> is, is a visionary filmmaker, one of the best of all time. He has every right in an in an interview to say I don't mean... like I don't like Marvel. That's fine. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if Martin Scorsese had a fucking Twitter account, every single Spider-Man trailer that came out, he's like, I think this sucks. Like then I'd be like, come on, yeah. Man. Come on. Uh, I don't care. You think I'm he just, doesn't? He doesn't have a Twitter account. Oh, he's, he's, he's got a Twitter, Twitter account that's Scorsese <laughs> fan, uh, like, 69 uh, or something. No. Oh, he's he's one of those, like, film Twitter bros who's just like, I only like Scorsese movies. Marvel sucks. Yeah. That's, and Tarantino yeah. movies. I'm just, oh, man. Let's get to the foot of the problem. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm beg- I'm, for the love of God, I'm begging you to watch a movie not made by a white dude. Um. <laughs> oh my god please there are so many times where i see these like film dude lists and i'm just like do you oh my god, do I'm you exhausted. know do you know what happens you're you 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 like you're like brain it's like the big brain meme as soon as you realize that tarantino sucks <laughs> that's yeah this tarantino the person sucks but i still like some of his films i like jackie um, brown a lot I, i've not seen it in 10 years but i like it a lot just don't watch it again that's my advice. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. All those Tarantino movies oh. that we think are so great that you hold in your memory, uh, just don't watch them again. Because yep. I did, I watched. Just a continue to of watch good movies. A few years ago, and was like, "Oh, this movie sucks. <laughs> Why did we ever think this was so good?" Uh, anyway. I also want to call out my friend Steve, who doesn't listen to this podcast, uh, for saying the Ant Man and the Wasp sucked. You're no, idiot. but that movie. Okay, that is no, like that movie in suck. my top five. I don't. That's only like my top five Marvel. I don't. Get top ten the, Marvel easily. I, one of my friends recently watched. I love it that movie. Like, what, what was the one that they said sucked? They said that Captain Marvel sucked, and that they really liked. And they're not not for shitty reasons. Um, they said that oh, Captain then. Marvel sucked, and that uh, that they um, but that they loved Ant Man and the Wasp. And I was like, I don't understand why people love Ant Man and the Wasp so much, but it's a good movie. Not it's great for me it's, it's i don't know funny. i don't know why i love it it's just co- it's cozy and also i feel like <clears throat> i'm f- i'm definitely feeling a little bit of fatigue over 
some of the stakes being just so remarkably huge in some of these movies. Sure, that I agree but with. I yeah. like that Ant-Man and the Wasp is like a smaller scale movie with human yeah. uh, conflicts. Part of it's good. it's and... a good movie. I don't have anything. I'll watch that movie anytime. I don't, it's not one of my favorites, but. I don't know. I just, I also just like all the characters in the Ant-Man movies. So I'm just like, oh, it's my friends are back. Sure. But that's and, kind uh, of, you know. Larry Fishbone makes an extended dick length joke which you don't oh, yeah. get in he any sure other does. Models. see that he I sure does I, that whole sequence i was like what are we doing why are we doing this uh how much do you think paul rudd gets to ad-lib in the atman movies because i feel like it's not enough but the no, times I that agree. he is allowed to do it is very I'm gonna funny watch that fucking ghostbusters movie even though i think it's not going to be very good yeah same because it has paul oh rudd yeah in it, and i from what i, I understand has a lot of paul rudd ad-libbing in it which is always funny so, uh, I, yeah, I don't think that's going to be very good, especially since that has been like, uh, like talking like we have been earlier about like, oh, that's not true to whatever. It feels like they were aiming to make this is the true Ghostbusters movie, but also then the trailer doesn't have any. The trailer's just stupid. I don't think this the trailer is indicative of what that movie is at all. <laughs> From what the I don't know, I don't think it's actually because yeah, I've seen it in theaters a couple of times, and I'm like. There's no jokes in this move in this movie in this trailer. That trailer is it's, basically like the trailer for the Rise of Skywalker, but with Ghostbusters instead. <laughs> like I it's thought just the Rise like, of Skywalker trailer. The Rise of Skywalker fantastic. trailer rips. Yeah, and because the Rise of Skywalker. I will never forget visually in, fantastic movie. Yes, I will never it, forget being at a uh, celebration and like yeah, like losing my mind over Rise of Skywalker when the movie came because, out. Because Star Wars, while it has some humor in it, is it's generally it's generally a serious franchise with it, with very powerful, like emotional, somber and serious imagery and music. So when you put those things in the trailer, it allows you to be like nostalgic for it in a way that's like, oh yeah, this music already makes me want to cry, and also, holy shit, look at how she flipped over that that Tie Fighter. That was fucking rad. Whereas that the, is still the very Ghostbusters. Sick. I get that people have a lot of reverence and, and, and emotional things about Ghostbusters, sure. But it's funny. It's a comedy. Like, you don't want to... A dude need... gets his dick sucked by a ghost. Yes. You don't, like, make jokes about that. <laughs> don't don't make it, like, trailer, like, somber music and, like, oh, when we were... I haven't seen uh, any of the trailers because I was like, you know what? I know I'm going to see this. Ghostbusters is one of my the trailer favorite sucks. movies. I don't I'll think just, the movie... I'll just see it. The, the trailer yeah, and, I think Paul Rudd would do it if it was bad. Like, is and, my theory. And the idea of um, you know, the censor is going to be that Paul Rudd ad libbing that 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 has that's a good sign because he's in the trailer like not very much, and he's not really doing much in that trailer. So you're kind of like, mm, I don't know, but um, the uh, the Paul Rudd remains uh one of the best characters in a Halloween movie. Uh, and then, what was the other... Oh, Role Models. Role Models is still my favorite one. Which I'm I sure mean, is uh, not even well, but I fucking love Role Models. It's so funny. Look, I know it's not a Paul Rudd movie, but the bit in Civil War when he's like, oh, I can, I can only do this once. I can only do it for a little while. Like, it's just... like It's, it's very funny. really yeah. weird... Ad lib, and then when he's giant man, he just goes, Oh, 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 oh. that's very good. Yeah, anyway, 
I don't know why we went on this very long tangent. I know this is a very sorry. It was. I am always willing to talk about movies. You've used all your Spider-Man hot takes. No, No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, No, no, no. That's okay. That's okay. We. I. I. Yeah. Did did you want to hit these these phone controller things real quick, Sam? Yeah, I think it would just like. Yeah, I think. uh, I'm gonna like super super really quickly. So like I played a bit of Psychonauts 2 on my phone uh, using the Razer Kishi and XCloud uh, for iOS on the browser. Which a is it's wild that it works that well through a browser. Mm-hmm. Um, the and the Razer Kishi makes it kind of like playing a portable console. Mm-hmm. Like um, I, I know I Pat, you've got one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I managed to get one at a pretty decent discount. Um, I'm sure you could get them cheap on um, Amazon or something at this point. But like, uh, I really, really like it. I, I think I'm going to probably write a full review for the site about it because it's genuinely really good products that I'm using mm-hmm. not every day, but like quite a lot. No, I've and bought, I feel like I'll carry on. I've bought multiple phone controllers over the years and they always end up just going in a drawer and I never use them more than like for a weekend the kishi i take out all the time i use it at least every couple weeks to play some to try something on apple arcade or to jump into genshin and do a couple things or something uh, it's a good controller. oh fuck i could play genshin mm-hmm. yeah i don't need to get into i don't need to get into another gotcha but at the same time now i'm into gotchas but yeah no that looks really cool it's a good fucking yeah gotcha, it's a great aloy's coming out it's in a couple great. weeks I think I'll probably play the. I'll play a bit of Genshin maybe at some point in the near future. Like now that there's cross play across everything, mm-hmm. it's pretty exciting. Cross account, yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, like the Kishi's been really great. Um, and one of the things about the Kishi, uh, one of the things that the Kishi has done for me is give me a bit of faith and trust in Razer as a company. Because like previously, like I know your Razer phone was shite, and like. Um, I have had uh, I've only had one Razer product before, which was a mouse, which actually was great. Um, but um, I just heard like iffy things about Razer stuff. They're hit or miss. But um, yeah, but this week I found an insane price deal for a 2020 Razer Blade Stealth, and I picked that up. So uh, I'm using it to podcast now, which is pretty exciting. Um, it's like a 13-inch screen, tiny little, like, all-metal. Uh, it's basically a Windows MacBook. Like, um, the build quality is f- insane. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, I would almost say better than Apple. Um, it's got, like, a real weight to the casing that you don't get on the small Apple laptops. Um so I got the 2021, um, which isn't the latest model. There's a there's another version from late 2020, which has um, a 11th series processor. This one just has a 10th series Intel in it. It's still like great. I was able to run Wasteland 3 on high settings last night without any issues. Um, and I uh, will probably mess around with it and try more graphically intense stuff eventually. Um, but yeah, when it was released, this uh, this laptop was like nineteen hundred pounds, and I managed to get it for just under six hundred, which is like That's genuinely good. insane to me. Um, 
like. Uh, and uh, I'd been looking for something to do. I'd been looking for kind of Windowsy stuff recently because of go like getting super into Game Pass, um, and also uh, wanting to play some old Trails games and just kind of not really finding the right way to do it. Like the right every time I would like sit down. Like I had, I got them for the Vita, and I was like, "Do you know I like Trails is so much a big screen experience for me? Like I don't, I wasn't enjoying it on the Vita as much as I was when I was playing Cold Steel." Um, and I was like, "You know what? I'm just going to go out. I'm going to get a PC." Like uh, I had been thinking about it for a while, um, and then just kind of browsing, and had decided to buy an older blade, uh, razor blade. Um, and then when I was looking, I, uh, uh, some of you may know that I used to work for Amazon. So I get Amazon staff discount and it lasts for the rest of this year. And I went on to see how much the discount was on the laptop. Cause it was in the basket. It was 970 something pounds. And I was like, Oh, I'll just see what the discount is. Cause I don't know. Cause you don't get, um, flat 10% or whatever you get a percentage, but it runs out during the year. So I'd used a lot of it already. Um, and I went in and it just said £589. And I was like, what? They're like, like over £300 off. And it was just my... Uh, Amazon is doing a thing at the moment where a selected amount of their warehouse stuff, which is like returns basically, is um, 30% off, which is absolutely fucking wild. Um, and I was I snapped it up instantly. I bought it within about two minutes of seeing it. Um so yeah, more more to discuss on this probably at a later point and like how I'm adjusting to do, doing some more PC gaming. Um, but for the time being, if you can get a Razer Blade Stealth 13 or the the 14 inch one, apparently is insanely good. Um, I highly recommend it. So far, after two days of, of having it, very cool. Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds really cool and. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you don't want to be tempted by computers. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Leaving me behind. <laughs> and now we're going to I, I still would choose. I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably still choose to play most games on console. Like, I wouldn't go out of my way and be like, oh, I, this is available on console, but I'm going to play it on PC. Oh, like, something like Wasteland, uh, that feels like a PC game to me. Something like uh, Desperados or whatever, PC game. But, like, I was looking at the Game Pass thing and I was seeing things like Control and I was like, well, I would like to try Control on this laptop just to, you know, see. But, like, I don't feel like... If you have to pull out a controller, I probably don't want to play it on my PC. Can I interest you in keyboards? Um, I really wanted to get a Switch tester and I had a look at Amazon this morning to buy one because I, I really can't decide what kind of keyboard I want. Um, but, uh, I'm like, good good point. (laughs) That sounds like a good noise. I want something that's super quiet, but apparently the clicky stuff is best for typing and typing is my whole job. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I ordered, uh, I'm going to build a keyboard my O key started double typing and uh, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm finally going to do it. So I ordered a, a, a sample kit of switches and I'm kind of going through what I think I'm going to get. 
<laughs> it's fun stuff. It's expensive stuff. You can spend mm. literally as much money on keyboards as you want. Uh, that's the thing that's been annoying me is I've been looking at custom keyboard stuff and I'm like, I just want a wireless mechanical keyboard that's kind of quiet. Um, and I feel like I don't need a custom keyboard for that. You- but I'm struggling to find the thing that I specifically want. You don't. You don't need a custom keyboard for that. Um, there's not a lot of very quiet mechanical keyboards. They exist. Mm. Um, some of the kit, some of the, the switches in this kit are pretty quiet. Um, there's like ones that are basically silent, so you can, you can certainly find it. But uh, th- I'm sure the keyboard you want exists out there. It's probably more expensive than you want to pay for it. Uh, is the thing. that's the problem? I think. Yeah. I'm looking at purchasing a lubing station so that I can open switches and lube them before I attach them to a board. (laughs) So that's where Uh, we're at over here. I watched a whole video about um, lubing switches. Yeah. So that's also where I'm at. But I also am like, well, maybe I should get a Razer keyboard because then the lights could match my laptop. That's how I ended up in the situation I'm currently in. And I'll say this Logitech keyboard that I have, it worked for like three years, so I can't be too mad at it. But it was 100 bucks, and it's dead. It's dying. So I decided I wanted a keyboard that I could go like, oh, this switch is failing. I could just buy a new switch for $4. Uh, but it also is... That does sound like a good idea. Much more expensive to start with. <laughs> so, uh, and then I was like, what if I built one keyboard for typing? And then another and one for, gaming. for playing video games because I want typing switches that are very clacky to type with, which is my whole job as well. But I'd also like to have some good tactile switches for gaming that's different. I watched a 20 minute video reviewing a switch type. There we go. It's a, it's a whole. I think, yeah, I think at some point I may end up going down that hole with you. Um, but for the time I being... Did, I'm not inviting you. <laughs> you can't try and stop me and keep me out of this hole. Um, but the... Uh, yeah, I might go down there with you, but for the moment I'm looking at it and going like, well, I think I'd probably rather have a mouse, a nice mouse than a nice keyboard right now. Uh, I, it's It's very funny to me. Keyboards are a thing that you can be like anyone who uses a, key, a computer a lot, it can get into keyboards. It's not like a gamer thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very interesting because it leads to this clash of like hardcore gamers mixing with people who are like just people who have worked with computers since the 70s and 80s and have been in engineering and IT forever. Uh, it's very interesting. I, my only contribution is that I like watch, look viewing people making weird novelty keycaps. See, that's I don't thing, right? I don't need to necessarily make this a thing because hobbies are be, all expensive. You would be in, it would be a bad thing for your bank account. Yeah, I think that's no, and I already reason hard. I'm trying not to get into it. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's why I'm like, oh, well, I I should just like ignore this because I'm like uh you know I've been I'm getting back into uh we don't need to talk about it that long but I'm I'm getting back into um buying physical copies of manga now and that's not cheap uh 
but but that but yeah, I, I it's it's not something that I'm necessarily looking into. It's just I I follow a couple of keycap makers on Twitter, and people can do some really interesting stuff with that. Um, stuff that is not even necessarily practical, but is just more of art pieces than anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty. Like I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, you could go. You can go big lots places. Of custom with dice. dice makers who make dice that are terrible to play games with. But oh, I bet. Uh, well, I mean, I was at I was at a con- my convention like a few weeks back and uh, looking around the dealer's room, and there are just so many dice and. You can spend so much money on certain on a, like a set of dice, and I'm like, I'd be afraid to just roll it. Yeah. You know, they're they're uh, beautiful. They're beautiful pieces of art, but like the dangerous thing about keycaps is, it's like okay, this is a this keycap set is beautiful, incredible colors, and it's like forty dollars. So right, that's the pro. The problem with that is that I could see going every couple months, like, oh, I like those. colors. What if I swapped it out for the, those colors and ordering mm. a new set of keycaps and then just changing them all the time? Uh, yeah, and, and, th- and those are, yeah, no, I, I could definitely see that becoming a problem because I think those are, are really and, like, legitimately super And there's cool. also the like super art project ones where people are like making little figures on keycaps. Right, and, and, and that's like the ones I follow. for one cap. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like I follow a couple handmade. of... Like I follow one where uh, one person on on the Twitter where she does that, and it's just like there. Some of them are just beautiful, mm-hmm. like tiny little pieces of art. They're completely impractical for actual use, but they're really it's 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 interesting. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's very nifty. Like, oh, she just made one that was a. Uh, Kirby eating a bowl of ramen, and it's like it's That's not practical good. at all, but it's very good. Yeah, but you can slap those on like function keys or something. It's keys you don't touch that right. much, and you know, it's, yeah. you got this cute little piece of art on your on your keyboard. I'm I'm on your keyboard I'm here for it. Um, do you, now this is the moment of truth. Do you want to talk about news or do you want to talk about manga? We haven't talked about my game yet, though. Oh right, that's right. Sorry, I it was yeah. crossed off. Somebody crossed Thanks, it off. Pat. No, I didn't cross okay. it. I crossed it off. Sorry. That was me. Oh. I was just looking at what like, we had left. How dare off. you? I did it by mistake. Oh, you don't, you don't want to talk? You don't want to get into the discourse? Uh, uh, I, I don't ooh, know. I, I didn't mention that discourse. I also played this game and I didn't think this was good either. Oh, I think it's... Okay, so... But that's just, uh, that is just me. The game we're talking about is Boyfriend Dungeon, which, uh, if you've been following the game space recently, it has... Uh, controversy more controversy than a game like that deserves in my opinion because like you know i think i've been playing it um this week and i think it's fine like the gameplay wise it's not it's 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 okay as a dungeon crawler and then the real interest is is the story and the characters and getting to and i don't think that it's necessarily like it's definitely not going to be my top 10 games of the year because I think it's it's fine, but it's not necessarily great. But uh, there's been just so much controversy about it. Uh, it's 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 just been very weird to follow this game uh, for the past few weeks since it's come out. Um, yeah, so Sam, were, were your issues mostly with the like dungeon crawling gameplay? Yeah, absolutely. I played oh, yeah. um, maybe a half an hour. 45 minutes of it and was like 
I don't like them. I basically was like, the visual novel element is interesting, but not interesting enough for me to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's and you very much have to play it. the game to get to the visual novel aspect of it. Um, yeah. yeah, which I mean, which I mean makes sense, but mm. playing it, I, I'm very much struck with the feeling of like, man, I'd rather be playing something like Hades right now. <laughs> Where, yeah. uh, you know, I think there's interesting aspects to that gameplay, especially with how different each weapon feels and how each weapon, you know, gets stronger because they're actual people. So you, you as your bond with them grows up, grows, then your, um, you know, abilities with them grow. So it, you have to basically interact with both the visual novel and the uh, gameplay aspects of that. But, um, so I think there's definitely interesting elements to it there, but as the, for the dungeon crawling gameplay, it's just fine. Um, I think the characters are largely, are largely pretty good. Uh, Like I've been enjoying them a lot. Um, But, and I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, the best character work that I've ever seen. Uh, but this is all to say that I think it's it's a perfectly good game. It's not great, but it also does not deserve any of the weird discourse that has been surrounding it. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's been, that's been weird. Um, yeah. And, and having played it, I, you know, I could see this game not being for everybody with, the character basically a lot of the discourse has been around the character Eric, who is not who basically is um a creep and he's the first person you go on a date with in the game. And then after that he kind of is like does not you know, you tell him like leave me alone and he'll like leave you a present on your birthday and not tell you or he'll show up on a date and be like, mm, I don't know about you anymore. And and it's like very. I can see how this would be if if you've dealt with that sort of thing in real life. That might be upsetting, um, but at the same time, I don't. I feel like that is really co- so core to the game itself that all of the people saying can you just take that out of the game are. It's not. I don't know. Like, I don't see how you could. Um, but also, no. I don't want think you know. And, and I, I. So I don't know. It's been very weird. And I think that specifically this is a game about um, where the people you're dating are literally weapons. So I feel like there is a, not even, not even subtext, but text to that element of it, of, of, you know, it potentially being dangerous, but maybe worth it. Uh, that is not that, I don't know, it's pretty obvious. So I don't uh, see how, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think this is a case of like, I think, Content warnings are really powerful and important tools, and I'm certainly not saying that like anyone should be dissuaded from using as many content warnings as they can to help people understand their um, the the media that they're about to consume. You know, and there's nothing wrong with having very specific triggers, but at a certain point, like when you do have certain very specific triggers, I think asking a lot of artists and creators to to remember every single thing that could be 
really harmful to you. From what I have seen of this this stuff in this game, it's not really anything that wouldn't something worse than what you might even see in some like cartoons and stuff like that. Like it, it's oh it's, yeah no it's 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 like uncomfortable and icky and he's a bad dude, but like we're not talking about some kind of like deeply problematic um, like there's no socially problematic assault. Yes, there's no yeah exactly like he's you know at worst he's harassing you like it's it's terrible he's a not yeah, a good yeah, person yeah. but at the same time it's like you know it's mostly this is an uncomfortable situation you might run into like socializing and, in the real world I don't know yeah it's interesting and I I guess I would there's there's it's it's also a case of it's never okay to harass people who are creating this stuff oh my god the people who are harassing the voice actor and saying that like his choice to play this character is somehow indicative of him as a person it's like that's fucking dumb i'm sorry like we talked about last week uh, i fucking hated 12 minutes i'm not about to send the guy who made it emails or tweets or something no like yeah i i I, I, I read the spoilers for the ending and i was like I read the spoilers for the story for 12 minutes and I was like, oh God, but you know, and it's that like, game, you know, that game you is move more on. problematic than Boyfriend Dungeon if you want to get into like really examining well, right. it. And I think, and I think I it's think like, whatever, you, it's, you, that's, it's a mature, these are, these video games have content descriptors on the ratings. And certainly I think like there's nothing wrong with adding extra content warnings and there's nothing wrong with asking for content warnings, but there's a far, there's a big difference between saying, "Hey, I think there should be a content warning on this," and then being done, and tweeting at voice actors. <laughs> uh, right, and I think that you can, you know, yeah. There's, there's also a big difference between saying, "Hey, it would be nice if there's more of a content warning for this," versus, um, you know, how dare this be like in the game at all? Yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, especially, yeah. Uh, and I mean, I know that that's definitely not everybody who's critical of the game or everybody who wants more content warnings. So I don't think that we should be like reactionary and say like no content warnings oh, or whatever, no, no, which no, I know no, is no. not what you're saying at no, all. No. But um, it's it's just been it's just been really weird. Yeah. And then I think that one of the things that has been um, hopefully good to come out of it has been the discussion about the. Uh, um how it how it's so often it's games by marginalized creators that get this level mm-hmm. of yep like absolutely. vitriol versus you know there's a lot of games that come out that have even more troublesome content or uh more problematic stuff and you know fly under the radar whereas this kind of smaller indie game comes out has uh a content warning but it's uh people think it's not sufficient and then suddenly people are like, hey, can you change my the entire game for me? I will say, uh, I wonder how much of that is because it is often marginalized audiences that are drawn to these games. And um, in I mean, cases, it could be people who come from um, who, who are marginalized have to deal with so much more like difficulty engaging with the world because of the way the world treats them. So like maybe there is an angle of like, and I certainly don't want to have to deal with it in the video game that I'm playing, which I I, I don't really have an opinion on either way because it's not an experience that I go through. So I don't want to like 
I can I can understand why someone would feel that way, but at the same time, I don't think, and we've talked about this these words a lot in our chat, but I don't think that that means that you shouldn't develop some media literacy around um, media in general and kind of try to understand that these are people talking about experiences that they've either had or, or, or have observed and stuff, and it's valid for them to that even if it's something that you don't personally like um and it's i think that's frustrating and i also think like there certainly are when when you look at like something like persona for example i that has that game has a very diverse fan base and there's a lot of problematic stuff in persona and usually there's like one article will come out and then that's all we talk about it right um, or like you know, you see that with like something like Danganronpa, where that was the other like, one I was going to bring up. Yeah. Oh my god, there are so many elements of that series where you're just like, okay, yeah, where I've I, like with as a fan of both like Persona and Danganronpa, where it's like there are definitely elements where I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to skip over that in my right. head. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's and, and it's not saying that you know that something can't be a deal breaker for you, but it it. You know, it's so often that it's these small indie projects that yeah. get the heat for when large companies do, you know, have arguably worse content and get zero heat. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Agreed. Um, it's it's a little frustrating. Uh, and it's been a wild one to watch with, with Boyfriend Dungeon in particular. Especially because from what I have heard, um, as you get deeper into the game, the story kind of just gets better uh, and is, is a more and more interesting thing about relationships and there aren't that many there still aren't that many video games in my opinion that come out that handle like romance and relationships well um i i i don't think a lot of the um the the like i'm not saying bioware specifically but the the way that bioware made romance options more popular in video games i think usually they suck i don't think that they're very good stories about you know i i think those are usually like fine at best. Yeah, exactly. Like I like a I like I like a lot of the characters in the Bioware game, so I've like I you know, I pursue the romance for my favorite character, but it's like usually not you know, just kind of like I don't know, you you get the relationship points up to a certain degree and you go, "Okay, you're in a relationship now." I I don't know. They're they're very gamified in a not necessarily well-made kind of way but yeah yeah no and i I think that it would be it would be more interesting to see more games kind of do that uh beyond especially that like the bioware of it all or um like visual novels or something like that Mm -hmm. but yeah, no, I, I'm I'm gonna try to stick it out. I like like I said, I'm on I'm not necessarily in love with the gameplay, but I think it's serviceable. And I'm on the second main dungeon, and I think there's only two. So um I'm 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 gonna kinda stick it out for the characters that I like because I think some of their stories get go pretty interesting places. And uh one of the things I do like is that there is just a really good, you know interesting diverse cast and i'd like to see more of them so yeah no that's boyfriend dungeon (laughs) the game that is way more controversial than it has really should be at this point Mm -hmm. so So, we have 
Uh, we do have some news topics. I obviously we have a lot, and we only have twenty minutes, so I highlighted three of them. I don't know how everyone else feels about that. I'm fine with those. Uh, I don't. I I'm gonna say one and just say the the headline of it because I'm excited, but I don't need to talk about it. Anyways, okay. News. Let's talk about it. Uh, First up, Xbox is coming to console. That's cool. Uh. Not- I don't think that that actually warrants a huge discussion other than it's cool. <laughs> I think yeah. it's really cool that they're bringing current gen games to last gen, which yeah. I think is the most interesting part of that. I, I, um, I, yeah. Especially because of how good xCloud is and when they control all the variables by putting it on Xbox, I think it'll be really impressive. We'll see. I think xCloud on PC kind of sucks still. Um, it's cool on phones, but it feels like, I'm not as critical of it on phones because it's like, holy shit, this is running on my phone. Um, I don't actually want to play more than five minutes of a game on xCloud on my phone the way that it runs um, because mm-hmm. I don't think it's actually a great experience. I think it's a fine experience if it's your only option. So we'll see. I think if the if if it, it it's going to have to look going to have to be very impressive on console for me to take it as like a this could be a game changer thing. Um, I think if anything, Microsoft is smart because I think what this will do is sell more next gen consoles because people will go, Oh sweet. I can play, you know, whatever comes out. I can play Hellblade on my Senua Saga on my Xbox one X. This is awesome. And then they're going to get two hours into it and go, I really wish this played get better. Maybe I'll just go buy a series X. Um, I think that's going to happen a lot. I do think it's cool, though. I don't mean to dunk on it. I just have not been sold enough on the tech to think it's how people will play whole games. And also, like, people want to play Madden and uh, Assassin's Creed and stuff, and those aren't going to be on xCloud, exactly. are they? Like, you're not going to be able to buy Assassin's Creed from the Microsoft Store and stream it to your Xbox One S uh so that you can play a better looking version you know yeah and i don't so they could do that but i don't think they're gonna go far enough uh i think that's the next step is that all games are streamable from the cloud but then i think that some games have like exclusive cloud contracts and stuff with like amazon and stadia i think the eventual thing will be that all games will just be on the you'll either be a PC gamer or you're running games natively or you own a box that streams them. Um and I mean eventually is in like ten years from now, not like Yeah, I think we're one and a half generations yeah. away. Um so I do think that will happen eventually. But uh yeah, I don't know. Uh it's interesting, um semi unrelated but also related tangentially. There's a game coming out called Project Icarus that I'm really interested in. We'll talk about about it but it recommends 32 gigabytes of ram on pc which is <laughs> like wild and i saw some discussion about it that was like yeah that's going to be the norm for pc games now because the consoles have so much ram available depending on how they page their memory that that's kind of been the thing that held back games from being like ram hogs on pc is consoles and so now the consoles are powerful. You're going to see crazy PC requirements come out for things like RAM and processors and stuff like that. Um, cool. Great time to have bought PC. You'll be fine, I think. Uh, <laughs> it's 
only going to be very specific genres and certain kinds of things kinds of stuff you're probably gonna not the sort of stuff i'm going to play on no PC, you're going to play yeah. those games on console anyway it's just interesting yeah exactly uh, that uh that that it's that it's finally kind of i'm like god to buy some stupid i don't mm. want to buy what about keycaps exactly i could you know how many i could get four sets of keycaps for like one stick of of ram that's not true ram's not that <laughs> uh, anyway um anyway what do we want to talk about yes. next we want to talk about i feel like we should get the simple ones out of the way first that we're going to talk about marvel sure. midnight suns looks thick as hell to me personally yeah. it does i looks really sick. need to see the gameplay yeah, we don't know of it. shit about it really so but the character list is awesome. Robbie oh, Reyes, yeah. I was looking Nico at that. Minoru. I was gonna say, I was like, I'm so I, I really love Runaways, so I was really excited to see Nico show up. Uh Blade. She's so good. Yeah. It's there's like a, it is like an interesting They're pushing Blade now though. He's in the Avengers. But it's it's an interesting roster, so it's exciting to see. I, and uh I love a good tactics RPG, so I got so fucking yeah. mad when the trailer started because I thought it was for next year's Avengers game content. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to fucking... If they put Doctor Strange and Wolverine and Blade in Avengers, I have to play it, and I don't want to fucking do that anymore. And, and then, then it's, I, an, and it's then, a new game. And then I was watching <laughs> the trailer closer, and I was like, this looks way better than Avengers, though. <laughs> like, visually <laughs> and this character design-wise, this looks so much better than Avengers. And then I realized, oh, this has to be the practice. Interestingly, I saw in a news story they have said that it has no mechanical connections to XCOM whatsoever. It has nothing to do so, with yeah. no characters, no movement, no yep. menus, no permadeath. Uh, like no, like, nothing about it. It's also a tactics game, but it's like completely different than Avengers. Uh, yeah, and I've definitely seen a lot. It's, I, it's, it's good that they're putting. I think it's good that they're putting the it out there though because I've, seen, I've definitely seen people be like oh this is XCOM meets Marvel and they're like no it's no, it's, yeah. st- it's, it's still tactics but it's not that's that's not accurate though so. yeah it's good that they're being so upfront about it because that way people aren't going to get mad XCOM fans aren't going to get oh, mad when I mean, it's not another people one people might still get mad but well yeah but uh, I have uh, complete faith in practice uh, I might be a crazy person but it, the way they described it sounds a lot more like Fire Emblem like yeah. that, it's a linear yeah. story. Yep. Do um, you have a created character? Oh, I love. Imagine if they were just like, yeah, we we liked Fire Emblem, so we made one of those. But I would also, like to see more behind the back style stuff. Also, most of those characters are melee, so like a lot of the gameplay from XCOM wouldn't really work. I think what's cool about this potentially is there are certainly in Fire Emblem your characters do unique things, but one thing, I mean, people who you can trace through lines through the games that I get the most hooked on where I like having very interesting and diverse sets of like abilities and things to to manage across different kind of whatever it is, characters, whatever. Um, I realized that like lobotomy corporation does this, but just from a management perspective, like I enjoy not having one standard thing, um, instead having a lot of diverse, different kinds of characters and stuff. And like the crew too. Uh, sure. Um, the boats, planes, cars. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so uh, the idea of a of a tactics game where you have like, yes, of course, someone who uses a bow and fire emblem 
going to be very different than someone who uses uh, a lance. The classes are different, but they're not as different as like Wolverine is from Scylla. Only that's not a good example because they're more similar than most. But like the the difference between Wolverine and Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah, yeah. The, those are those characters don't even feel like they should be in the same kind of systems. Um, so mm. I am very interested in how they they map such a wild, diverse roster of characters to tactics, which I think that'll be really fun. Um, yeah, Braxis has never made a bad video game, so uh, I mean, I'm gonna play it. Obviously, does that feel like? I feel like that game is a huge Game Pass pickup. That they get that. That they get that game. game. Could be. That's they. They'd be spending some money there. Yeah, but I think that that's a that's one that they're gonna like shell out for uh, at least on PC. Um, I think. Thing. But if it came to Game Pass on PC, I'd probably give it a shot on PC. Yeah. Depending on what the gameplay is like, if it's more uh, active control, then maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We have other little things like Destiny expansion coming. Which I only say Monster because... Rancher is coming back, which yeah, is wild. Yeah, it's a mobile game, though. No, no they're, it's they're to Switch. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry, they're like deluxe versions of one and two. Gotcha. Um, oh, I missed that. That's yeah. what that was. Sorry, I was kind of reading it in a hurry when it was sent. That's cool. Um, the Gunk looks good. That was in December. Uh, they didn't say that though. They showed loads of footage of it and then didn't give the release date, and then it was just on the blog about it. Oh, also that jet, ridiculous. That Jet Farce Farce. Uh, whatever Far Shores, Far Shore. Holy shit! I'm excited for that game, and it's really soon. I'm that game looks October. Like, yeah, that game looks like No Man's Sky, but like better, like even better. I already like the art in No Man's Sky. Jet looks like it has even more interesting art and like a story that's more. No Man's Sky is a story too, but like more of a linear like uh, digestible game than No Man's Sky. Uh, which mm. would be really exciting. Um, and uh, New Saints Row, I haven't looked at a lot of stuff. People are saying the gameplay looks <sighs> amazing. It, uh, I don't know. it looks it looks very. The thing about New Saints Row, it looks very muted, and that's caused some backlash. Yeah, um, I, which, which makes they me, said they're going for Saints Row Two, which I not the only three Saints Row game I like is Saints Row Two. So. See, I, I, I'm a fan of Saints Row 3 and 4, but it's like, at the same time, I know a lot of people like Saints Row 2, so it's like... It's interesting. Uh, I think more people know, like Saints Row 3 and 4. four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, 3 and 4 are... I, I Like, I played a little bit of Saints Row 2, but I didn't play very much, but Saints Row 3 and 4 are very big games for me, but at the same time, like, you know, if that's... I don't feel like there's much it, more they can do in that. Oh, no, and see, so well, see, hard. Saints Row three, it was very weird, and then Saints Row four, they're like, we're going to take Saints Row three, but also add superpowers and like blow up the earth and stuff. So it's like you get it's a, like they they kind of went all in on yeah. that, which is fine, and uh, I, it's like I, I'm still going to probably try to give the new one a shot just because I do like Saints Row a lot, but we'll see. I do want to say on the Destiny expansion is very funny having looked at the the thing last night. There now is in the game a like timeline. Of stuff you can like. Also, I don't know when the last time you played Destiny was. Sam, so much stuff is different now. Um, this this week. Okay. Uh, there's All a lot of class. they changed a bunch of stuff in pretty good ways. Uh, which um, the uh, but did they have the thing that 
It's very funny. They have like a timeline where you can go back and read like paragraph long descriptions of the stories of each of the things they've put out has been. And it really makes you go like, yeah, the Destiny story is not that complex, is it? The lore is like super, you need to watch like six hours of videos to understand the backstory of Destiny. Not that much has happened narratively though in the story. Each of the Rami put out like, a 50 tweet thread which explained the whole of Destiny's story from start to finish and it was extremely comprehensive and you wouldn't need anything else. Yeah, I should put great because I was I do want to get a little more uh detail on a couple of I thought that was funny. Um the big one though to close it out your children and my children. <laughs> I don't have children. Like, Damn does. I I have a dream and oh, uh, it's that my child can learn about civil the civil uh, rights movement while civil rights movement while dabbing slide. what is the, the there's like a while dabbing with Rick from Fortnite from Rick and Morty right. it's a some decisions were made uh, at Epic headquarters <laughs> also did you see that this is in um, so Martin Luther King's speeches are in Fortnite that's the thing <laughs> did you see that it's in a partnership with Time Magazine. It is, yeah. Me at all. Time Magazine does some dumb shit. Um, but worse, it's not just that Martin Luther King just speeches think Pickle are Rick's going to be man of the year. Fortnite, they have like a whole museum. Like my, They recreated the a, a museum and, and monuments from DC. It's, it's ridiculous. I don't think it's... Some people have taken... The, think it's like offensive i would say like it's silly but feels I mean, dumb yeah i don't think it's you know necessarily I mean, far be it for me i'm it's not, not malicious no and that's the thing i don't think it's like no making fun of the civil rights movement though apparently uh according to kotaku they've disabled like the disa- disabled the emotes. Uh, a lot of emotes yeah that's good so they that should have done can't, that like, one, but yeah yeah there's only there's only eight emotes that are were included specifically for this event got it so it's like so it's like you can't uh, you know be as much of a dick i think as you might chris plan pointed something out on twitter that was pretty spot on in my opinion he was like when i went to go visit like these monuments and museums in in middle school and saw all this stuff while people were like listening to dr king's speech there was a kid next to me going penis 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 because that's how kids are and like right yes it's weird that they're going to that they're that they're this is in fortnite but like it's also we might just if you're getting outraged at this you might just be getting older (laughs) like if you know, I Somebody you know, I, I can't speak to if it being just like respectful or not, but yeah. at the same time, if it gets a few more kids interested. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or even at least that, being aware. Like yeah. they took they they're taking civil rights movement education pieces of it, important pieces of it, out of Texas public school education. Like Right. If, the, if there's places where this stuff isn't taught, and so mm. like it's important history, uh, and so if kids are getting exposed to it, you know, it's I think that's a good thing, even if 
um, the 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 manner through which they're getting exposed to it is maybe not what I would select. Right, and if, it's like if I had children, and there's like a lot of really good books and museums and things, but it's like how many kids have access to that? Like I. I, I've never been to D.C., but it's like, our care, exactly. Like, I'm really, I've heard nothing but amazing things about the National Museum of African American Culture and uh, History and Culture in D.C. Like, that is definitely, like, t- uh, like, definitely on my big list of, like, I would love to go see that. Because I've heard nothing but good things and it being just really amazing and powerful and just, like, a very beautiful important museum but also like how many kids are going to go and be like connect with it in the yeah. way that yeah. you know you, you feel like you sh- they should and, and i mean i don't know how many kids are going to be able to connect with this in Fortnite, but at the same time i think having more accessibility for that for kids to be able to learn especially like you said as certain school systems are removing this from the curriculum you know, having it like it in a popular in like the popular game is not a bad thing. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's led to a lot of dumb, silly stuff. (laughs) And I some good tweets have come out of it. I can't believe if I worked at Epic in their marketing, I would have been like, no, we're not doing this. What is wrong with you? Um, So I'm surprised that it managed to make it out the door. But, you know, I would. I'm not. I'm not necessarily clutching pearls at it, and I don't know that that's the correct response. Yeah, I. I mean, my. Uh, yeah, I think that my in in general is like if this gets a couple of kids to be more interested in civil rights history, then it's for good. And then I, I, you know, with how big this is, I, I'm assuming there will be at least a couple people who are exposed who might not have been before. Yeah. So, yeah. All if right, this I, gets uh, one person to read John Lewis's graphic novel, then I'm in, I'm I'm okay with it. There you go. What do you what 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 historic event do you think they'll cover next in Fortnite? He said with the, uh, his head the rebellion out. The rebellion of uh, Epic Games against uh, the tyrannical <laughs> Tim Cook. Oh God! I, it, all of that said, that we just said, I was reminded that fucking who was it was it uh tim sweeney uh compared the epic versus apple lawsuit to the civil rights oh movement. god fuck i forgot yeah. about that <laughs> this one Here, i was like joke. oh this is largely positive and then you remind me of that i'm like no <laughs> never mind that was a mistake actually fuck epic uh but yeah. actually fuck epic all the yeah. things we just said and that anyway anyways yeah. uh i think that's probably gonna do it for news um Sam, do you need to go, or do we have five minutes for manga? <laughs> I think we can talk for five minutes about manga. Okay, I have so... literally five minutes. But okay, cool. We've got it. Okay, cool. What's the best manga? It's Naruto. All right, I'll see you guys next week. Have Bye. a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I've never read Naruto. Neither have Naruto? I. I read Naruto. like two hundred chapters of of Naruto as it was releasing in Shonen Jump Weekly. Cool. Cool. It wasn't very good, but I was a kid, no. so I liked it. People, people love yeah. it, even yeah. adults. Um, it's very nostalgic. Um, so Allison so. and I have just been reading rom-com manga 
for like I've been reading. Listen, I've been reading. Uh, I've been reading Shonen Maga too, but we've also been messaging each other about uh, specifically the series of the quintessential quintuplets, which is. It's I did not know I was good. gonna. I did not know I was gonna get so deep into this series, and now I'm just like, oh god, it's so good. Because it's, it's quintessential quintuplets is about you may have guessed it quintuplets. Um, what these five girls who are all identical quintuplets, um, and they're all dumb as hell, they're and extremely uh, dumb. They have to have uh, Futaro, the smartest kid in school, come and be their tutor. But none of them really want him to be their tutor, apart from like one or two. And the kind of the opening is like him getting everyone on side. And then from there on, they've all fallen in love with him, of course. And the whole kind of concept of the, the book is that he's going to marry one of them, but you don't know which you one. You don't it know is. which one it is. Yeah. I mean, because I know which it's... one it is because I finished it, but Alison, Alison has not. No. Because at the beginning, like the first a couple pages are like, "Hey, this is how I met, like how I met you, my wife," and then it like flashes back and, but it's like surprisingly for for that kind of a concept, it's surprisingly well written, and I think the characters are all really well done. So I'm yeah. like, so every time like a character gets featured, I'm like, man, she kind of rocks. I don't know. It's I, I think it, it it. There's basically no bad character in my opinion. No. There's no bad, uh, they're literally yeah, no bad characters at all. All of the quintuplets are good. Futaro is actually like he's actually interesting. He's quite funny good. and a yeah. good protagonist. And yeah. then um, like his family's great. His sister's great. Yeah. His dad's kind of a fuck up, but good. He's not in love with his sister, and his sister isn't in love with him. So it's immediately no. better than several manga. Oh and my god! Oh my god! Games. Yeah. Yeah, I've I um we've also been reading. Uh, Sam got me into Mashal Magic and Muscles, which is also very good. It's, that's so good, Pat. You would like this. Uh, it's very funny. Imagine uh, if a gym bro went to Hogwarts, and he can't do magic, but he's just so, real strong. So it's basically the story is that this is a world where. Like, your worth is based off of your magical ability. Like, it is solely based off of if you have magic, you know, and how strong you are in magic. Um, if you don't have magic, you are either, like, pretty much exiled or killed, basically. Because it's very, very much um, a weird uh, bloodline type thing. And then you have Mash, who has zero magic, but he combats that by just being real good at, at muscles. So it's just great gets, at lifting weights. He can just lift a lot of weights, and it, it it leads to some really has had some really good heart to it, but also just like a lot of really good humor. Like one of the things that convinced me to keep reading it was very early on. He, there's like is it the broom? The broom? <laughs> he was gonna say yeah. Whereas he's like doing they're like a flying lesson. He's like uh, I have no magic, so he goes okay. I figured this out. So he throws the broom real hard. And then runs to jump on top of the broom and then ride it that way. And everybody's like, that was the fastest anybody's ever rode a broom. You're amazing. You're amazing, Mash. And he's like, because for the first part of it, he's trying to hide that he doesn't have any magic, too. Yeah. So he's like. It's pretty fucked up that somebody ripped off my life for a manga. <laughs> Ooh, I need to All those games. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just it's extremely, extremely funny, like way more Definitely. than I even thought it was going to be when I started. Reading oh, it. yeah. 
There's so um, many very. It's it's also like it's the type of thing where I've I've been think I've been thinking of starting a manga YouTube channel. We'll see if I actually do it. But um, one of the things I'd want to talk about is just how good it is at page turns because there's so many times where there's just setup and then you turn a page and the punchline just like hits you in the face and it's very very good. So it's uh it's very good at at just that and then also um uh. Some there's some like serious stuff that'll happen like like pretty later in what's been released so far. It's like oh he, he it's it's getting to very much shonen stakes of like here's this big bad and giant sure. fights and then it finishes and then it's like all right well mash but you're still like basically failing and you kind of need to pass school and he's like oh fuck <laughs> because he's he's not very smart either he's very much like all he dumb shonen protagonist. But to the to the max, where he's just like, he literally just completely maxed out his strength, and that's all he did. So, anyways, uh, I think that's been five minutes, so that's probably going to do it for this week of Gaming Fix, including Allison and uh, Ma- manga talk. Sam's Manga Talk. The Manga Corner. <laughs> manga Corner. Yes. Um, uh, Pat, where can people find you? You can find me on the internet at PJC Plays Twitter. That's kind of don't go looking anywhere. Sam, where can um, people find you? Uh, looking for Pat. Um, my well, you have um, multiple other channels with which to find me. Yeah, you can find you can find me pretty much everywhere at SGCH. Uh, that that's it. And you can find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. And you can find us at Fix Podcasts. Um, also go to fix.space. Find us on all of the major plod- podcast uh, platforms. Leave reviews. Um, follow us and uh, send us emails and stuff. We will talk about them. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, I think that'll do it. So thanks for joining us. Have a yeah, good one. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.